Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for KCOU, The Unwritten Rule, a comedic sports show from the heart of Missouri. Alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren, here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Well, not, well, well, I'm not. not Jack Knowlton. Nope. I'm Kenny Van Doren. The guy said my name. I don't know the guy's name, but welcome to KCOU, The Unwritten Rule. Uh, it's 3.02 p.m. Central Time. And, uh, well, to open the show, uh, it's not I'm not Jack, as you know. Uh, Peyton and I are here, but a special co-host. I have Luke Magnanti with us yes. in the booth. Luke, What's up, what Luke? What show are you not on right now? Dude, I'm not. This isn't Cup of Bro. No, no, you're on The Unwritten Rule today. That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Two shows in one day. How about that? Yeah, it's it's truly quite wild. We we truly wouldn't rather we wouldn't have anyone else host with us as a replacement. Not one person I can think of that's uh, sitting outside the studio, sitting upstairs right now. I wouldn't want any of them to co-host with us. That, that I don't means, trust any of them. That means so much to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kenny was essentially my co-host for most of the day today. Yeah, tell him that I story heard, real quick. I heard about this, yes. Uh, my roommate, uh, not roommate, my show... Showmate. Showmate co-host, Chase Madison, uh, slept. Mm-hmm. He slept for a while. A little too long. So, Kenny Kenny was down here. I said, I looked over at Kenny. We made eye contact. I, and I motioned, get in here. Get in here, because I thought you were just asking for help with the board. Oh, and then uh, I realized there's no Chase in there. And it's 10 minutes past 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And speaking of which, Kenny's on the board today. I'm on the board today. Uh, Sorry for playing our promo before the show. I clicked the wrong one. Uh, But to open the show. (laughs) didn't have to admit that. (laughs) To open the show, we have two guests. One now and one at that back end of the hour. Uh, The first guest is Zach Berman, who is a KCOU um, Mm -hmm. broadcaster. But he's in Indianapolis right now for the Combine. Zach, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Welcome to the show, Zach. This is your second time on KCO, The Unwritten Rule. Can you give us a rundown of what happened last time? Okay. So last time, I was the uh, proverbial uh, canary in the coal mine. I was the first uh, live broadcast to go live broadcaster to go on the road for KCOU since the start of COVID, and they sent me out to Grand Canyon in Phoenix, Arizona, and if you know anything about Grand Canyon, knowing that you're sending a Jewish kid from New Jersey <laughs> out there is just – that's just kind of asking for it. But I get there, and to kind of blur out the whole no fans thing, they just crank their sound system up to like 9 million thousand. I didn't mm-hmm. have a good headset at the time, and I call in, and all I could hear – I couldn't even hear you guys. All I could hear was Imagine Dragons, and I think that's all anybody could hear back on your end. Well, we could so hear you pretty great. well. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, 
circumstances outside of Berman's control really marred and bogged down his first appearance. But you know what? He's probably in his hotel room now, I'm going to assume. Um, uh, no, I am not. I am actually in I'm in the lobby of the uh, Indiana Convention Center. And if you've ever oh. been to Indianapolis, I'm pretty sure that you could just be – you could – this is the best place in America to live if you are a vampire because <laughs> the entire city is just connected through like tunnels. You don't have to step outside once if you really don't want to. That's true. Oh, so Berman, you're in, you're at the combine right now. What should we keep an eye out for after the first day? So what you should keep an eye out for, first of all, all the 40 times are hilariously wrong. So take <laughs> all of that with a grain of salt. I was actually on a, a live stream last night when Olave supposedly ran a 4-2-6 and then NFL Network decided to go to commercial ahead of Tyquan Thornton's allegedly record-breaking 4.21, which was then debunked because this is the first year where uh, Charles Casserly is not running the clock. It's some new guy, and his mm. thumb was just incredibly off. I did so not actually today, know that. So today is running backs, and Tyler Beatty is obviously one of the participants. Today's running backs and offensive linemen – I got to tell you, just from like a fan of watching big people move, the fact that I'm going to get to sit down and watch a Minnesota tackle, Daniel Afalalele, who's 384 pounds, mm -hmm. get to run a 40-yard 40-yard dash. I mean, goodness gracious. No Evan Neal, no Tyler Linderbaum. So Aww. I would say if you're in the market for an offensive tackle or an interior guy, Kenyon Green's going to be running, Iki Iquanu out of NC State. Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. It's still a good bunch. And I say this as a – I think they're hosting the, uh, the Women's Big Ten tournament in here. I just walked right past a giant cardboard cutout cut of uh, Brutus the Buckeye. So that's got to be held here. Um, so, Berman, you know, the 40-yard dash is like a big deal for a lot of fans. Um, but if we threw you out there right now, what would you run? What would I run at my 40 time? I'd say, well, look, Rich Eisen's was like a 6.7. Mm -hmm. And he they they suited him up in cleats. And apparently the turf this year is really good. <laughs> I'm a little bit stockier than Rich. I think I'd go, eh, 7.5. Maybe uh, that's, that's probably... being... I'd, I'd rather lowball myself and impress. I will say, though, this year is the first year where they have fans actually in the lower bowl of Lucas Oil for the combine. And let me tell you, it is a legitimately terrible idea. They... They like they make the whole announcement. You're not allowed to speak while people are running 40s, but you're allowed to cheer for the rest of them. And everyone was so scared to say a word except for one guy in the background who was drunk out of his mind, and he's just yelling at people. I mean, when we've reached the point where we have hecklers at the combine, you know you have a problem. <laughs> there was a tight end from Oregon State. Dude was missing everything, missing every block, missing every catch, and one ball just goes just out of his reach, and this guy in the background goes, they ain't going to draft you! And everyone looked at him and was like, dude! <laughs> Imagine making a trip to Indianapolis to just get blacked out at the Combine and then yell at college kids Sounds like that they suck no, for some people. Less than a week ago, the COVID rules were that everyone would be bubbled, and now they're selling alcohol for fans <laughs> at the Combine. This all, happened, this all changed in the span of a week. I, I don't know how you watched... 60 guys just run 40 yards over and over without being intoxicated like these fans, right? Well, if they're not there to analyze these players, they want they want something to they, they get the a, blood pumping. If, if I was in the, Especially if they're vampires. If I was in the um the crowd for Thornton's 421 or even Olave's 426, I would have been 
hyped. I How off the were they excited. on that one? The Alave uh, one's point one two off, I think. Yeah, and the Thornton one, I think, got put in the four four two eight. Was it four? It was like four two eight. It's still four yeah. two. Yeah, Berman, have you talked to any players since you've been there? Uh, well, Sobel and I actually will Tyler Beatty, and he'll tell you more about the whole interview because he's writing it up for the Missourian. Beatty was an hour and a half late to his like to his podium. So, of course, the only two people that stayed back wound up being the two Mizzou guys. Mm-hmm. And he almost had that look on his face. He was like, really, dude? I can't escape you? I can't escape the Mizzou folks? <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, we already know that Tyler Beatty's an incredible interview. And that just a lot of that has to do with his personality. But and I'm sure Sobel's going to bring it up. We made sure to ask him, OK, what's the weirdest thing any NFL team has asked you? He gets three straight. He gets three straight questions about uh, what he watched, what his like Netflix, like HBO Max tastes were, and he just flat out was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm pretty into Euphoria right now. Finale's pretty good." And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, oh, "I've no. waited this long to work at the NFL Combine, and I'm sitting here talking to my school's all-time leading rusher about Euphoria." <laughs> it sounds like you're living the dream, Berman. Oh, I'm totally living the dream. Like mm-hmm. everywhere you look, you walk past someone you know. I mean, I was walking through the the I was walking through the convention center with Sobel, and all of a sudden he's like, "Dude, that's Matt Eberflus." I'm like, "Wait, what?" So as soon as wow. I I get in an elevator, and Mickey Loomis is standing right there, and I'm like, "Oh my, oh my gosh!" gosh. Right, I mean, so, everybody's here. Yeah, so you've seen a lot of people there. Can you give us your top five? <laughs> uh, Nick Casario. Oh, that's a good one. Texans, GM. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy was, I saw him outside of Lucas Oil. Shannon Sharp, I ran into inside of Lucas Oil. Shannon Sharp good, is there? Yeah, they, wow. they have a bunch of just random, like RG3's been down on the field the whole time. I haven't really, I mean, you can't count any of the players. Uh, Brady Quinn, that was that was cool. You know, if you. <laughs> what a random hodgepodge of people. Well, there's just all these like little spots. I'm sure, and this is the last year where Indian Indianapolis is contracted to be hosting the combine. They might be moving it next year, which is a shame because this is a really mm-hmm. good city to host it. There's there's this certain conglomerate of restaurants and bars and just these places where it's like if you want to see people, you go here, here, here. Like if you want if you want to watch. Bill Belichick sit down with a gazillion play, players over shrimp cocktails. You go to St. Elmo's. If you want to, there's a bar at the JW Marriott where all the agents go to. It's like this whole thing. And we're getting it's combine just, it's a, lore. <laughs> it's the, it's the coolest experience. I, I mean, what else do you want to know? I can give you a, if you want a little bit of some insider stuff, maybe I could. That do, that Tip was you off on a couple things. That's that was going into what I was going to ask next. After the first day, receivers, tight ends, QBs, all tests. Um, is has anyone seen their stock like dramatically improve or sink? Like, have you heard anything about that? Well, the talk of the town's Malik Willis right now, and mm-hmm. it's not just who he is as a player. He's an. I mean, the whole thing where. He helped a homeless person. He was, he was spotted helping a homeless person. That's a lot of who Malik Willis is as a person. Mm-hmm. And then he plays like a right-handed Michael Vick. That, that's a good So call. he's got this absolute bazooka of an arm. And all of a sudden now people are starting to talk about him, you know, top five, top ten. Could someone trade up to get him? 
uh, tight ends that really helped their case. Uh, Greg Dulcich out of UCLA, dude ran a 4.61. Mm-hmm. And then someone that maybe hurt their stock. And this is a little bit surprising because I had him pegged as a guy that we, I mean, as folks that cover Mizzou, we've seen him play quite a bit. And that would be Traylon Burks. He had, Mm -hmm. I guess what you could say is a disappointing combine day, but sometimes combines don't tell the whole story. That's fair. Yeah. Um, trying to think of anyone else. I know David Desmond Ritter had a very, yeah, Desmond, Desmond Ritter, Ritter ran a, a four five. Uh, David Bell sink his stock because I know his RAS relative athletic score came out to be pretty pretty poor. Um, it was disappointing for a good number of people. Is that kind of a sentiment that's echoed by others that are there? Wait a second. Hold on, Christian Watson. How could I forget? Uh, uh, my gosh, North Dakota State. Oh yeah, he ran a four point two eight. He's six four. Mm-hmm. I think he had a perfect relative athletic score. Perfect Which, relative athletic score. I got to pull, uh, pull the stats up for a second because, okay, the top athlete, the top wide receiver athleticism scores of all time, Christian Watson ranks first overall. The other yep. three guys, uh, noted New York Jets bust Stephen Hill with a 97. <laughs> um, Calvin Johnson was up there. If I remember. Calvin Johnson and then uh, Chase Claypool. Oh, wow. I forgot about Chase Claypool. Did they factor yeah. in his dancing or celebrating <laughs> when his team needed him to hurry the ball up? Mm-hmm. Um, before we let you go, Berman, um, give us like a, a you know, like a f- three notes on what to look out for in the next couple of days. Maybe something about a Caleb Evans, something about Tyler Beatty. Okay, well, Beatty's running in the next couple hours, and it's so tough to predict who goes when because these workouts start at four. And they go deep into the night. Mm-hmm. So just keep an eye on that. And the second you go on Twitter and you see the name Tyler Beatty, that's just your cue to turn on NFL Network. Caleb, his interview is going to be tomorrow. He's working out Sunday. Other guys to look out for. Hmm. Oh, tomorrow, uh, Jordan Davis is working out, which is going to be a oh, treat yeah. for all of us. He's going to have a very nice athletic score, I'm pretty sure, for a D-lineman. So number one overall pick, Berman, right now, just like from what you've seen, I doubt anything from here has changed it, but who who would you take at number one? I can tell you right now that I think my top four picks are set. Oh, what what, what do you think they are? I feel like, and all of the buzz is telling me this, I'm pretty convinced Devin Neal's a Jacksonville Jaguar. Mm-hmm. The slam dunk pick is Hutchinson at two. It just makes too much sense. You know, he's a Michigan kid, mm-hmm. grew up in the state. Lions need him in terms of positional value. It's perfect. Jack, uh, excuse me, Houston, they could go in a billion different directions. I have them, you know, PFF says they need everything. Like, they didn't even bother writing out specific players. They just said, needs everybody. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle Hamilton's the best player available in the entire draft. Mm-hmm. Makes too much sense. Jets, I'd be stunned if they let uh, Kayvon Thibodeau slide. I think that's your top four right now. The only crazy scenario that comes into play is if Malik Willis just crushes his pro day, mm-hmm. there could be a lot of teams that, A, are going to want to trade up for him, and B, might try and set smoke screens to get teams to trade up for him. I could see a team like the New York Giants at five. Maybe they, maybe they don't want Malik Willis, but I could see them saying, hey, we're thinking about it. If you want Malik Willis, maybe you should jump us. Mm-hmm. 
because maybe they want a guy like a Kayvon Thibodeau or an Ike Iquanu to fall. Okay, one last little tidbit I can say. The Patriots have not talked to J.C. Jackson at all. Really? He's gone. He's gone. Dang. That is kind of what it's felt like for a while. I don't think they're tagging him. So, sorry, Luke. <laughs> you hate to see it. You really yeah. do. Well, thank you, Berman, for jump, jumping on here with us today. You gave us, you know, 15 minutes of quality um, combine talk. So, I uh, hope you enjoy it. And I presume it's going to start up here soon again, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're actually, as soon as I'm done, we're going to get on the way. Got to move my car because I accidentally. I, pay, I paid for a, a policeman's parking spot because I didn't look for button I was pressing on the meter. <laughs> so I, I got I got to move that. But I'm, I'm sure the cop enjoyed his six hours of free parking. And then we're off to Lucas Oil. And as I say that, the, uh, the DBs are working out in the uh, one of these conference rooms right next to me. A bunch of guys have just walked past me. So Yeah, we can hear some yelling. So uh, thanks for jumping on, Berman, and enjoy it. Okay, hold on. One more thing. Peyton, I know you're a big Bears guy. If I walk past either Flutes or Poles and I have a chance to say one thing to them, what do you want me to say? George Pickens, no matter what. George Pickens, no matter what. I'll make sure to put it down to note card. Okay. Yep. Thanks, Thanks. Berman. Thank you, Berman. Have a great rest of your show. I'll tune in and, hey, keep doing what you're doing. You're the best for a reason. I'm just, I'm sorry that I'm such a downgrade from Munchoy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Berman. We'll talk to you later. All right. See, see you. Bye. Well, that was uh, Zach Berman from KCOU. He's actually there for U Stadium. It's a broadcasting company. Yeah, I he's not, not actually there that. for KCOU. Uh, he's, you know, he's doing a lot of broadcasts. I think he's doing the Cape Cod League this summer. So mm-hmm. a lot of shouts for him. Um, he's going places. He's going places. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has a good voice. Yeah, he's got he's the a, he's yeah. got the the broadcaster. He's got voice. the broadcast voice. Um, before we go to a break, we'll just jump into some Mizzou sports talk real quick. Our favorite uh, easy stuff. Thing. Uh, we always start off with some Mizzou basketball. Um, Mizzou lost to LSU, but they this actually past won. But they actually won. They won. Yeah. Because last episode, like last Friday, we said we don't care if Mizzou loses to LSU, is if Xavier Pinson loses, and he did. Xavier Pinson was did terrible. not play well at all. At one point, he had more as many turnovers as points, four mm-hmm. and four, until like deep in the first half. He and finished with ten, and six of them, or eight of them, one of the two. I think it was six. Six of his points were from the free throw line. And we were lighting him up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm so mad his mom didn't name search us this time. Uh, like name Mrs. Pinson. Mrs. Pinson. She's so good at name searching Xavier. She is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and Xavier Pinson, shout didn't out. Didn't she also just name search the letter X one yeah. time? And yeah. Because yeah. if you said X, go and give it to you. Because that's what I used to tweet when you would do something good. Now he doesn't do anything good. Um, yeah, he went five for 21. South Carolina. Uh, last game. South Carolina. Mizzou lost that game as well. It's just another yeah. Mizzou loss. Yeah. Another Mizzou could have won, but didn't. They did. Uh, last game of the season, last home game before the tournament is Georgia, Saturday at 2.30. Um, senior night or senior afternoon for mm. Javon Pickett. Mm-hmm. From Indiana? I don't know where Javon Pickett's from. I, no, he's from Illinois. He's from Illinois. Oh, he is. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. So it's Javon's senior night or senior afternoon. He's the only one getting. Uh, Getting any recognition, he's going to be on the poster. They'll you know. give away a bobblehead. The thing yeah. is about Truman. a Truman, Truman bobblehead, t- yeah. Truman, the Tiger bobblehead. But this is a game that they should blow Georgia out. And they probably won't. They should at least win. Yeah, that's They'd true. better beat Georgia. If they don't, I just, I don't even know. I, this game really doesn't matter for either, either team at no, this no, point. No, no, no. The winner could get momentum going into the SEC tournament. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Momentum. Sure. Or um, Conzo Martin rests his starters, mm-hmm. which is impossible because he only has a three-man bench. Um, yeah, Tom Crean and Conzo Martin are both facing questions about their job. It's not – I don't think this game does much for either. Um, but, yeah, it's something Mizzou should win. Yeah, and then I guess – out of that, there's also softball this weekend. Mizzou softball plays St. Thomas, a uh, doubleheader on Saturday. It's a tur- I forget. It's a tournament? It's a, Yeah, it's like there's four games. I think they play St. Thomas twice, it's, though. They play St. Thomas twice and some other school twice. Yeah, so they play. They started off. But it's considered a tournament. Tournament. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of those to open the year. Uh, after that, there's Mizzou baseball this weekend against Tarleton State. Uh, just to keep adding on to that record. They're 6-1 and one right now. They're looking good so far. Uh, great pitching. The pitching has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um Carlos Pena, the freshman from New York City, playing some good outfield, raking like, like you know, you expected if you looked at his profile. But anything else you see from that, Peyton? Um, well, like you said, their pitching has been just incredible. I mean, after last year, they had to overhaul it. It was the worst pitching season by far in not just the Power Five, but also probably school history. Um, they brought in a very driveline line believe like driveline analytical thinking staff and it's paid off um in in droves for them i mean they just strike so many people out which is so good um the bullpen in particular guys like austin chile um has emerged as the the guy from canada yeah no the guy from canada whose name is escaping me it's gonna take time for me to remember well, Tommy, it's a totally different team yeah, from last year. Completely. Tommy Neubeck has been incredible. Carter Rustad came out of the pen the other day. It was very good. Um, so things look good so far. Uh, Tarleton State, that's a team Mizzou should beat. Just win the series. You don't have to sweep because it's baseball. You lose games sometimes. Walk out of this series at least 8-2, and two, and I'll be happy. Do you know where Tarleton State is, Peyton? Texas. Do you know what it's a feeder school to? UT. Texas A&M. There's Isn't a that weird? feeder school for A&M? There's multiple feeder schools for A&M. What are the other ones? Uh, Texas A&M, Galveston. Well, that makes CC. sense. West Texas A&M. Corpus Prairie Christi. Corpus Christi is also yeah. one. Prairie View? No, that's not. Prairie View is not. No, Prairie View is not. But um, it's just weird because Tarleton State uh, doesn't even say Texas in it, and it's a feeder school. I mean, uh, it has Texas in their logo. It's an outline. It's a... Okay, um, well, that's going to do it for our first segment. Uh, we ran a little late. I'm sorry to everyone about that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to send it to a quick break. It's currently 3.24 uh, p.m. Central Time. On the other half, we're going to jump into our quick hits with the jersey of the week. You're not going to expect it, so no, we'll be right back. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, yeah, you listening right now to KCLU 8.1 FM. Here, check out this sneak peek of what to expect on Cup of Bro. So if you had to give it like a flavor profile, would you call it like a Tahiti sunrise or more like a San Francisco fog? Um, I would say it's almost like a San Francisco dusk. It's not just flavors. We got sports too. From Wisconsin, Tyler Hero. <laughs> Uh, the man, the myth, the legend. So join us Fridays at 11 a.m. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, 
This is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. The show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. And that's Peyton Haverman on the mic. With the better version of. Float on. No, flo- float on by Modest Mouse is a lot better than the show. This song on. is so much better. No, no it's not. It's one I've of the best songs the ever made. No, it's not. But, um, you probably have. I don't know. We're jumping yeah. in to our quick hits here on KCOU The Unwritten Rule. It's currently 3.26 p.m. Uh, last 15 minutes we had our friend Mark, or not Mark Berman, Zach Berman. Zach Berman. Mark Berman is you're, an Astros. You're two Astros. He's an wired, Astros man. reporter. Uh, but no, Zach Berman was on, told us a lot about the combine, what to look for. And uh, if he talks to some Bears personnel, they'll, know, they'll Pickens, know to take. They'll no matter take. what. Uh, but we're going to jump into some quick hits here. Um, I guess I'll host it like I usually do because mm-hmm. quick hits is mine, Peyton, not yours. Do you need me to get off the dock? Um, yeah, you and Luke are probably going to have to leave the dock right now. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Luke's off it. And uh, Luke Magnanti. No, you don't have to X out. Just oh, don't oh. be on it. Okay. Luke Magnanti is currently with us. Uh, filling in for Jack Knowlton, who is just enjoying the great city of Nashville, which has nothing to do, right? I've never heard anyone say they want to go to Nashville. Never. I mean, if people like country music, they've probably that, that said that. That was the joke, Peyton. <laughs> um, but no, just the jersey of the week. Usually Jack is up for this one, but uh, I have a Todd jersey. It's the residence of where all three of us live, mm-hmm. and they. Whoa, I want a whoa, t-shirt. Wow. Oh, shoot. That's two weeks in a row. Uh, but no, it's right here. It's a pinstripe <laughs> jersey. It looks like a Phillies jersey. It says Todd, double zero. It's also like a double XL. Yeah, no, it's an XL. It's just a really big shirt. Um, but that's the jersey of the week. Dog at the combine. Dog in an incubator at the combine. Oh my gosh, it's in one of those backpacks. Oh my gosh, it's in an incubator backpack. All right, it's gone. Okay. Um, but for the spelling bee this week, we're going to jump into some combine edition. Uh, I dub. haven't even heard of some of these names I'm about to tell you. Okay, I'm ready. But, I, right. There's a chance I have if you do the Oregon State. There's about end. a negative if chance. If there's an Oregon State, if you put the Oregon State you gave me Greg or the Dulcich, Maryland tight end, I, t- I, I took them out. Them. Yeah, I didn't. I decided not to. I, I couldn't I, even. Yeah. If I can't pronounce it, then I'm not yeah. going to choose it. I hope it. you gave me a, a UCLA player. No, because UCLA players, they looked too easy, and I thought that you would get it. Is it Caleb Evans on there? No. Oh, that would have been a good one. That would have been a good Caleb one, yeah. in an interesting way. No, but I chose players I don't know. Um, so to start off the spelling bee this week, I have Gabe, uh, can I spell it for you guys? No, Burkick, Gabe Burkick, he's a kicker from Oklahoma. Oh, I know how to spell this, yeah. Okay. Uh, so Gabe, obviously, G-A-B-E, B-R-K-I-C. Yeah. It's Burkitch. It's Burkitch. Yeah. yeah. No. I know that because of Survivor, actually. Oh. I only knew that just because I know who that is. Uh, next one is a wide receiver from Nichols State. Oh, God. Day- oh. Deshaun Dixon. Mm, I think I can get this, but do you want to try first? Sure. Okay, go ahead. I think the tricky part is the Deshaun part. It is. I want to go. That's why I chose it because it, it doesn't look like the regular, like it's not it's not the regular spelling of Deshaun. I'm gonna say it's D E Y. No. Apostrophe S H. You're no no. He's right about the apostrophe. There's definitely an apostrophe. There's an apostrophe in it. So you got that right and the D. Okay, I'm gonna say. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. D, 
Yeah. A E. No. It's D A Y. D E Y. D E Y. So it's D A I apostrophe S H E N. J E A N. Dixon. D I X O N. Yeah, not a chance. Yeah, that, that, that was a little bit harder one. than the regular ones. Um, but you know what? We're here. I was never good at the spelling B. Yeah. I was good at the geography B. Oh, geography. I was good at PE. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is an offensive not. lineman from North Dakota, Matt Weladzeko. Oh. <laughs> All right. Can I, you know, I think I do I know this, but I think, origin? Luke, <laughs> I think Luke has this one. <laughs> Obi-Wan's at the Combine. Okay, it's Matt, uh, M-A-T-T. Correct. Can I hear the last name again? So it's Wales Zitko. Wales, Wales Zitko. I'll go yeah. W-A-E-Z-E-C-K-O. There's an L in it. Pretty good. Wales Zitko. Did I not say the L between the no. E and the Z? No. W-A-E-L-Z. Okay. No. Whale Zetko. Did he have W-A-E right? Okay, never mind. It's Whale... Tisco. 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 So, did he have W-A-E, right? No. Oh. Uh, he hates it. W-A-L. Tisco? Whale Tisco? Whale Tisco. So, T? No. That would be Wal Tisco. Walt Tisco. This is Whale Tisco. I don't know. Is it W-A-L-E? A-L-E-T-Z-K-O. All right, this next one's going to be hard. Um Polish. It's He's not hard. This isn't a long one, but I, I, it's going to be hard. Um, Nick Zakelj. Zilich? Is that is Zilich? The Fordham offensive lineman? Hey, oh, you got this for, uh, I it's you Zay- it for us. It's Zake and then Luz. Zakelj. Zakelj. Hey, hey, I think Zake-lj. you got this one. All right, so Nick, N-I-C-K. Uh, yeah, actually. Okay, it's not like South <laughs> Yeah, Coast. actually. Um, Zilich? Or what is it? Um, Zakelij. Zakelij. Yeah. Zakelij. Z. Yeah. E. No. Z. Yeah. A. Yeah. K. Yeah. I think I know how I'd go with the last three here. L D G E. No. I I would have said what you said, and then L. No. What? It's Z A K. E L J. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, this is the first time. Okay, y'all didn't I get have a single one, one for you, Kenny. <laughs> no, I got Burkish. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Jatire Carter. <laughs> J A apostrophe Tire Carter. How do you spell tire? Yeah. T Y R E. Yeah. Go to the next. It's because I it's because I read all the names before this. <laughs> it was also the name that was just. It, yeah, just, I just picked around the forty. Okay, Charles Cross. Um, I, we didn't announce this before the show because we uh, had a special guest on, but the phone number is five seven three five five seven. Did you tweet it? Yeah, I tweeted. Did you tweet it? Yeah, five one three four. Tweet it. Yeah, I tweeted it. Okay, five seven three five five seven five one three four. You can text us. Uh, we did get one text during that time from Zach Hernandez. Uh, he said, "Yo, is this guy a vamp?" About please, please stop about, asking people if they're vamps about Berman. Um, but no, I don't even think he listens anymore. I think he just texts the questions at the time. Uh, our best oh, I had these in the wrong order, but the best beat of the week is the MVP with plus 1200 on MGM. Uh, the MVP is DeMar DeRozan for MVP. Um, yeah, plus 1200. It's a good, um, my best, my best beat of the week. 
Um, okay, I see why you're. Is that just what you're? What you want to bet? I'm gonna do a bad beat of the week. Okay. Yeah. Um, Longwood, NCANT today played in the first or probably second because Longwood was the one seed um, round of the Southland mm-hmm. tournament game. Uh, Longwood is eight point favorites, seven and a half point favorites. Um, game goes to overtime. The beat's done, right? Wrong. Not only does Longwood wind up covering, they cover it twice. As Longwood won by 14. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, so not quite twice, actually. I thought it was 16. What it was, they outscored NCANT in overtime 16 to 2. Oh, which that's how is you do hilarious. it. That's, close. that's how you do it. Um, 16 points over a five point uh, segment. Isn't that kind of similar to what happened in Mizzou that. women's basketball yesterday? It was like nine points in. I don't know. It was also like UCLA against Alabama in mm-hmm. the Sweet 16. Yeah. I mean, so. That's my bad beat of the week. That was if good I can see one, I'll keep keep that updated. Okay. But um, Zach actually said that that's you're not telling the truth that he listens every week, which I believe him. He texts like every I week. believe that. Um, Dirty bird of the week uh, is Marlon Bird, uh, former baseball player. There's like I love Marlon. Bird. There was nothing in the news about birds this week, but uh, Marlon Bird had a quote. Uh, we were just out there shaking our heads about scoring 30 runs on August 22nd, uh, 2007. Against the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles. That was, was a, a comeback win, technically, because they, they were down three, three nothing, and there was a save in that game. Marlon uh, Bird hit one of the two grand slams in that game. What team do you think of when you think of Marlon Bird? The Cubs. The Cubs. Cubs. Yeah, I think of him as the Cubs because that's when he got hit in the face. When he, do you remember that? It was at Fenway. I don't remember that. I just remember him being a Cub. He also got suspended for a season at one point. So, oh my gosh. Um. Great job, Marlon Bird. You're the Dirty Bird of the Week because you were suspended. Um, <laughs> best thing I learned this week is that Elijah Drinkwitz is a troll when it comes to Luther Burden. At practice yesterday, uh, reporters were standing on the sideline, and he was. everyone was watching Luther Burden, and he goes, oh, Molly's not letting you guys get any closer, <laughs> which if we were closer, we'd be on top of yeah. him. And Molly is the SID for the Mizzou football team. But um, he then hit... Uh, uh, Luther Burden on the back, and he said, if you drop this, they're going to write a whole story about you, about you dropping this uh, kick return. So that's just the fun thing between Drinkwitz and Burden. I like um, that Drink plays into the hype a little. Um, I'm glad he knows what he has, a super talented, game-breaking receiver, and it's good that he has fun with it. Um, that should, I mean, that's kind of the personality he gives off. I'm sure it rubs off on recruits. So, yeah. That's cool that you get to see Luther Burden in person. Yeah, and he also earned his number after his, one practice, which is really good. Yeah, and it was kind of obvious he was going to be three anyways because he's the second LB3, best recruit yeah. in mm-hmm. Mizzou history. So, um, good for him, Luke. What I learned is that what is that what I'm on to? Well, yeah. I didn't know if you want to give me. I, no, I just read numbers. it. I, I can talk it. about numbers, you know. Oh wait, no, Payne didn't do his. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I was gonna. So um, what Pete I learned, I learned this yesterday. Um, Lessons are just so much more important uh, to Robin Pinchton than wins um, because there is no other explanation as to why Asia Blackwell, your best player by a mile, all SEC second team, uh, did did not play a second in overtime and played only 11 minutes. I get it. What Asia Blackwell did was stupid. It was really dumb. 
Like, oh my god, what are you thinking, dumb? But she is a college kid that made a mistake. I don't see why Asia Blackwell needed to be punished more than a game. It's like basically become a permanent benching, it kind of feels like. And this is the type of stuff that gets people in the transfer portal. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think mm-hmm. she'll transfer? I do. Yeah, I, I think she I would not allow Asia to learn from her mistake. Yeah, yeah. It was a she's this is not the right way to go about it at all. And obviously we don't know what they're talking about behind closed doors, but I you, you just wish that like being suspended for one game had to have happened. Yes, like if you don't absolutely. suspend them, like even though like no matter what your beliefs are on what they did is wrong or not, it's just that's how it has to go. You broke you a rule. To, yeah. You broke a rule that you should not be breaking, especially near a police station. Yeah, and in so the manner that you did in it. In the manner that you did it. You should just even be doing it in general. Um, but just being suspended one game makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. But then taking it from there is flush that down the drain. That yeah. never happened. Go out there and win this. You guys beat the number one team in the country to start the season. Mm-hmm. That's their only the only loss South Carolina has this whole year. Probably is going to have the whole year. The whole year. They're probably going to win it all. And this is this is just the worst way to end a season for Mizzou when they were looking like a great team. When mm-hmm. you hear about it all the time, some college kid breaks team rules. They miss one game. They they start like it's usually starters. They yeah. miss one game. They start the very next game. I mean, you yeah, just flush it down that, the drain. If like, that's let what it had happened, it's just okay. I kind of have to suspend you because it was a dumb thing. Uh, but after that, it's like it never happened. That's that would have been the best thing for everyone. It would have been there would have been no hard feelings between anyone, and we wouldn't have had this stupid saga. That we're getting now, um, and Mizzou probably would have been playing South Carolina today instead of losing to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And now they might not make the NCAA tournament, all because Robin Pinchon had to. Oh, I have to really teach a lesson. I don't. Why? Why? Why is Asia Blackwell only playing eleven minutes? If you're not going to play her, don't play her. Don't like use her in this weird, convoluted manner. That is like a weird thing about the basketball coaches that they put people in the doghouse and we said that a hundred times about Conzo Martin. But why do that on that big stage? You know, I get the thing with Xavier Pinson. He didn't want to play. Like he didn't want to try. He Xavier had, Pinson he wasn't I think trying. people typically forget played horrible yeah. Yeah. when he got benched. And then when he got like he probably did something to get benched and not come back in that game one second. Like at half after halftime, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So it's just something about these these head coaches that these will just keep hammering it into the program, you know, instead of just letting yeah. it go. And Especially I, this I, is a little bit of a different situation, but just letting that go is the best thing. Like I get it. Like you need to have discipline in your um, in your program. You can't just let people run wild and whatnot. But like this feels like a situation where Robin Pinchon is just trying to set. Like, make an example of her best player. Like, oh, no one is more important than the team. Which is fine. No one should be more important than the team. But at the same time, this is not the way to demonstrate that. She's not being the bigger person. She's not taking mm-hmm. the high road. It's like she's, a she's, one-game suspension would have illustrated that. She's like, being okay. like a 1970s basketball coach. Yeah. Like, this is This is not like – this isn't the, the same era. Yeah. This is, yeah. is way different. 2022. Mm-hmm. Wake up, people. Don't be so woke. But, yeah. I mean, be better, Coach Pinchon. Come on. If they somehow make the NCAA tournament at this point, Asia Blackwell should start, and it should be like it never happened. All right. Now, what I learned is not that ESPN loves 
Coach K a little bit too much. Not only is ESPNU showing all of Coach K's national championships today, but they did it yesterday same as games. well. Same exact games. They mm-hmm. are playing the same thing, the same games. Everything is the same on back-to-back days. And I'm sure if there weren't basketball games tomorrow other than the Duke game, they'd be showing it again. They love him too much. They also love the Mountain Dew commercial. Oh, my gosh. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Doop, 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 this doop, is why we should watch more Fox News, Peyton. Those commercials okay. are so different. Think about it. Coach K taught, coached for, like, 50 years, yeah. and he's only won five national champions, like, championships, like, mm-hmm. one every 10 years. I doubt Jim Beheim's going to get this credit, huh? No, he's not. He only won one. Jim Beheim is... Anyways, ratio of the week, what is it? <laughs> ratio of the week comes from... Representative Clay Higgins of the Republican Party in Louisiana. Um, I don't know why people vote for it. Oh wait, it's Louisiana. Uh, I don't. Th- there's there's really like two or three bad states in this country that we just shouldn't care about, and Louisiana is one. There's of them. more than that. Louisiana and Arkansas, like that's like Alabama. I went to Louisiana and I was like, nothing can be worse than this. Oh, and then I went to Arkan. Then I went to Arkansas and I was like, oh, there is something worse. Get a load of Mississippi if you ever go. I've been to Mississippi. Sorry to hear that. Um, so Repres- Representative Clay Higgins tweeted on February 27th, You millennial leftists who never lived one day under nuclear threat can now reflect upon your woke sky. You made a quite uh, blank fuss to save the world from intercon- intercontinental ballistic tweets. Now, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It doesn't make an ounce of sense. It and was he, just, just- he just kept tweeting like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. He's been 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 ratioed all week, but this is probably the worst ratio of all time. Thirty nine point five thousand comments, fifteen point five fifteen point nine thousand retweets plus quote tweets, five thousand five hundred fifteen likes. Um, the best reply to it was from Webster Dictionary. There might have been just Dictionary dot com, but they said we're not entirely sure what this is supposed to mean, and we're literally the dictionary. <laughs> Three hundred and one thousand likes. Mm-hmm. This guy tweeted right before that. When the president of the United States is weak, the whole world suffers. But Peyton also b- brought up a good point that he could have been drinking, and that like this was just a I'm one of those one of those kind of tweets. This is a that was a drunk tweet because and, that was ridiculous. But the thing is, he tweeted it at 1:22 p.m. on a Monday. So if that's if that's just how the state of Louisiana is run, then I'm not surprised. But uh, good job for Clay Higgins. You are the ratio of the week. Um, congrats, buddy. Uh, that's probably going to do it for us for quick hits. On the other side, we're going to bring in Jack Sobel of KCOU and the Missourian, talk a little bit some more about the combine. NFL Combine. So uh, 3.44 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll be back in a couple seconds. Port a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update! I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Everyone has their favorite bench player. Well, yours can be too. Starting Left Bench is a sports variety talk show with your two new favorite bench warmers. Join Justin Bear and Peyton Heverman as they discuss almost anything and everything in the sports world and some things outside of it. 
Join us on the bench Mondays at 3 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM to hear some goofiness and talk that you would hear from your favorite bench warmers. Starting left bench for those not good enough to go pro. We're excited for you to join us on the bench and we'll see you there. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. We are the Unwritten Rule, and that song is for Mr. Kevin Sobel. I don't think that's Jack's. What's Jack's dad's name? Why don't you ask him? He's not on right now. I'm not bringing him on. I forgot his dad's name. What is it? Let's go out, and I can't be saved. I don't think it's Kevin. I honestly do not remember. His Twitter display name is Papa Sobel. Jeff Sobel. Jeff Sobel. That song's for Jeff Sobel. This song is pretty good. we're the unwritten rule. Peyton, you gotta stop, man. Your, your singing is very beautiful, but we can't take it right now. Um, well, we're bringing in Do Not Sing. What if I sang? We're the unwritten rule on KCOU 80.1 FM in Columbia. Uh, we're gonna bring in Jack Sobel from the Combine. He's also a KCOU resident and a member of the Missourian. Jack, can you hear us? Uh, well, One second, it would Jack. be great if we could hear you. It's just Kenny is uh, fumbling. Clocks is still playing, and I'm singing over Yeah, it. I, I can there hear it you. Is. There it there is. There it is. For some go. reason, you were not playing through the speaker. Welcome in, Jack Sobel from Indianapolis. An hour ahead of us. I had to remind him that today. Oh, uh, my gosh, he is. That's yeah. right. Jack, what's it like yeah. up there? Uh, it's been uh, it's been, it's been kind of wild. I. My my main takeaway, as I think I probably said in the group chat, is like how little of covering the combine is is actually covering the combine mm-hmm. because it's it's all I uh, it's a lot of networking which I'm bad at. It's a uh, it's a lot of talking to players, and apparently like no one in, in the media like really ever actually goes to the combine. I uh, like ever actually like goes to Lucas Oil. I, I don't th- I don't even I don't even think they let media into Lucas Oil unless they're like PW, PFWA certified. But uh, no, it's been it's been good. I've I've been uh, talking to a lot of people. I met most of the Bears beat. I got dinner last night with some guys I know from from Bears Twitter. So it's been a good time. And Kenny, I've told you my dad's name like three times in the past two weeks. I know, and I keep forgetting. His sorry. He just Jeff looks Sobel. like he gives His me name Kevin. Is Jeff Sobel. You know what? Jeff Sobel. He looks like Kevin, Kevin from, from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. yeah, that's what gives it away for me. Um, but Sobel. You talked to Tyler Beatty. Uh, Berman told us a little bit about it, but he wanted he was said he was going to let you go in more in depth. What have you heard about Beatty? What can you say um, about the talks between him and NFL teams, or just discussion between the two of y'all? Yeah, I mean, he he didn't uh, say much as far as uh, you know which teams uh, he's like in, he's enjoyed talking to the most. He he said that basically all, every meeting has has gone well. I you know I I think. Uh, teams seem to seem to like him. I uh, I haven't really talked to many people. I uh, 
I, I did hear of, hear of one team uh, that might be interested in him. Uh, but, you know, I, I think I, I think he, he's a guy who teams are going to see. They're going to see the receiving stats. Uh, he'll probably test well today. Uh, and they're going to see on tape that he's got great contact balance, especially for his size. I, I think uh, I think he's going to make some team in the third or fourth round very happy. Yeah, and um, I know you probably can't say what that team is, but could you give us a hint based on, just say, like, a Twitter troll's name of what team this guy could be going to? <laughs> no, that would uh, make it too obvious. I know exactly the it name. Is a, it is a team in the NFL. Okay. Yeah, okay. so, um, but other than that about Beatty, uh, I heard a little little through the the grapevine that he might not be doing the uh, the bench press at the Combine. I think he did. He did do the bench press? Okay, maybe they, not. No, they did not. No, okay, no, I, he did. I went. I went down. To, I went down to watch it and take video, and he just went up there and said, "I'm not doing the bench press. I'm going to do it on my pro day." Okay, so yeah, that's. I heard yeah. that. Heard that through the grapevine. But um, besides that, have you talked to a Caleb Evans at all? Another Mizzou guy. Evans talks tomorrow morning. I, I'm going to be. I'm interested to see how he tests because he's he's got like the the length that NFL teams really like, and he's got tape of him using that length to. Uh, to you know not knock knock footballs away i i think i i think he's he's gonna test pretty well i he you know like like i said the measurables are good i i'm interested to talk to him tomorrow because i'm not sure we heard much from him i this season given that he was only at mizzou for for one year so i'm I'm interested to see i i'll I'll probably try to ask him you know what what he thought of his time in columbia i you know what? What he thinks of uh, the secondary uh, on on this team, uh, you know, right now, and uh, you know wh- how how he felt like his time at, at Mizzou, you know, helped him, you know, uh, heading into the draft because he was thought of as a draft prospect before he got to Mizzou. I mm-hmm. uh, so I think a lot of it will, will depend on how he tests because test results for for corners, especially in in the forty times forty time, might be more important for corner than any, any other position. So I'm interested to see how he tests tomorrow. Yeah, I'm glad you. He'll, he'll test Sunday. Excuse me. He'll test Sunday. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That like you haven't really heard much from him. I can't think of like any interview from the season that was really a Caleb Evans. I don't think I heard. Yeah, I, I, I only remember him like saying he wasn't playing the bowl game. Yeah, that was like it. I really but don't remember anything. He's else. one of the transfers from Tulsa. Tulsa. Right? Yeah. 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 Two. He transferred from Tulsa, Tulsa. along yeah, Tulsa. with uh, Allie Green. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and one of those worked out really well. Also entering the draft, but not entering the, but but not uh, in the combine. He, not invited. He was not invited to the combine. Yeah. yeah, but it's pretty interesting to see that because the guy who comes in for one year, and like I remember when he came in, Sobel and then Jacob Infante, who's another KCOU or big draft guys, and they knew they were like, oh, this guy could probably make some noise. You know, he'll slip into a pick, mm-hmm. and it's cool to just see a guy that only was at Mizzou for a year, be at the combine now along with Tyler Beatty. Um, other than that. Looking at some regular Mizzou football stuff, I know you're on the Mizzou football beat for the Missourian, right, Sobel? Yeah. And so... Well, so are you. So yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you would know that. No, you're no, on the well, I didn't, I didn't know Sobel can, can say that on the air, but I know he's announced it. it before. But um, Sobel, for that reason, there was a couple guys that earned their numbers this week, and I told you some stories about what Drink was saying about Luther Burden. But uh, Nathaniel Pete also earned his number. He's a running back from Stanford. Do you think he could be a good replacement i know it's t- kind of hard to replace a guy like Beatty, but a good guy to step up uh didn't tyron hopper earn, earn number two yeah tyron, tyron hopper, tyron hopper too. Did. yeah i was just yeah, going off running uh, backs yeah but i you know it, it it's it's interesting because i was i actually talked to they had the assistant coach availability earlier this week I, so i talked to i uh, 
man, man that, that saying that that was earlier this week sounds wild because that seems like ages ago. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I talked to Curtis Looper, the running back coach for Mizzou, a little bit about kind of Beatty and I, uh, the the transition from him being like the third down guy, receiving guy to you know clear cut RB one, and he said like, yeah, and I knew he would get most, he would, I knew he would get the majority of the carries, probably most of the carries. I didn't think he would get all the carries. I know Beatty definitely surprised some on that coaching staff. I, uh, with you know how good he was and how complete of a back he was, like they did not. It, it's it's not like it's not like the coaching staff is saying, yeah, we we knew what he'd be heading into the season. They had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what what I'm, I'm what I'm saying is that like, I don't think much will be established in spring. Like yeah, Nathaniel Pete's probably the favorite to gain the majority of the carries. I mean he's got starting experience. I, uh, in 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 the Power Five. I uh, he's also you know an All Pac-12 kick returner. I. Uh, which will definitely help help Mizzou this this season, but I mean, there will there will definitely be opportunities for uh, for guys like uh, you know Elijah Young, who's playing time declined a little bit, but had a good bowl game. Uh, Michael Cox is still here. Cody Schrader is another guy they like to transfer from Sherman State. So, DJ I mean, Harris. Will Will Pete get the majority? Will, will Pete get the most carries on the team? Gun to my head right now, I, I think so. But I really don't know, and I would not be surprised if they take much more of a community approach than they yeah, did last year. Yeah, that's kind of what I, I – I would very much expect, like, I think, like Sobel said, I bet Elijah Young will get a good amount of carries. Uh, Pete's going to get a good amount of carries. Tarverus Jones there's is a four-star a, coming also in. also a freshman, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Tarverus Jones uh, is, is coming in. But And, and there, there's also B.J. Harris, who was a freshman last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – you, you know they're they're gonna let those guys compete for touches and like I said they thought they were gonna do a committee approach last year Beatty just proves them wrong. Uh, do you guys know where Nathaniel Pete went to high school? Rockbridge. Rockbridge. Yeah, he's a Rockbridge Bruin. That uh, is very much going to be the Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard of Mizzou football in 2022. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, we only have a few more minutes, so I'll let you kind of just throw some names out there for us, Sobel, that, um, to look out for people you've liked that you've seen so far. At the combine, I mean. Besides the the Mizzou guys, I've really just kind of been been going around uh, listening to to the big names talk. Uh, the the one interesting piece of information that that I heard, I, I asked uh, the the one actually the one question I asked a non-Mizzou guy was a uh, Kentucky offensive lineman Luke Fortner. I asked him, I you know who are some who is the toughest guy you went against in the SEC, and he said uh, Florida defensive tackle or not Florida Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. He's actually a sophomore, not draft eligible right now. And uh, I asked Connor Wood, a Mizzou offensive lineman, a couple weeks ago, you know, who's the toughest Georgia defensive tackle he went up against. He also said Jalen Carter. So he's very much a name to watch in the 2023 draft because he his film is terrifying. And, uh, you know, he he's kind of the guy that people point out, like, you know, on a, on a defensive line with Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt, it's Jalen Carter who people are really afraid of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, some just some other notes, I uh, Evan Neal came out to his podium and he's like, yeah, I'm at 30, 336 pounds right now. And I, and I think everyone else there thought like, no, you are not because he, he just looks fit and ripped and it, it, he's 330 pounds of pure muscle. It's ridiculous. I, mm-hmm. uh, I also thought this morning I, I caught the end of a cave on Thibodeau's media availability was really impressed with how, with like how well he knows, uh, pass rush moves. And, I. Uh, just kind of, kind of how down to earth, down to earth he is. I, I, I think I, uh, the kind of, I know there have been kind of questions about his work work ethic. That based off talking to him for 15 minutes, that that kind of some it kind of sounded like those were bogus. 
Uh, David Ajabo this morning said that uh, after playing Wisconsin, he he thought, yeah, man, I'm pretty good at the sport, which which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, he also said he what, what else? watches there's, Frank Clark. There's an interesting nugget. Uh, Trevor Penning yesterday, I, I got a chance to, to talk to him for a little bit. He said that uh, – he he's his thing is kind of like he's a big horror movie guy and that kind of started when a teammate caught him watching saw on the team bus oh weird. wow which i thought what was funny. Yeah. <laughs> this what? Dude, trevor penning is nuts i That's, swear he uh, is yeah. insane he he also said a, b- a bunch of stuff about you know running running through people i or running over people and he he, he i think he's going to make a team very happy both on and off the field because mm-hmm. he he, he's he's a quotable guy. Uh, Hassan Haskins, I also, I also got a chance to, to catch his media availability. He's a St. Louis guy. He said he was glad to see uh, a lot of St. Louis guys coming up uh, in the NFL. So there there's a there's a Mizzou angle there. Uh, off the top of my head, I think that's it. Uh, oh, f- funny story. Uh, I won't. I I also sent this in the group chat last night. I, I won't name the player because I I don't want to don't want to like rat this guy out. But I was at a I was at a sports bar last night where a lot of a lot of like NFL types hang out. I, uh, NFL people and NFL media hang out, and I was with a couple of guys from Bears Twitter. Uh, we were watching the combine, and one of the receivers had a really impressive forty time. I, uh, and we, the table to our right is just going nuts, and one of them walk, walks off and he's like, "Time to bring me my money," and <laughs> and we're like, "Oh wow, that's that's that guy's agent." Uh, that's funny. So I know who I, you're I, talking I about. That was funny. I will not say it on air because you didn't want to, but. Yep. Uh, good. Good idea. I. Uh, uh, just like yeah, Kenny that's, that's did not reveal his uh his your phone number last week. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do that. Um, but that's you pro- very much did that. No, no I didn't. No, uh, no. Th- Sobel, thank you for coming on today. Uh, we're running out of time, so we're gonna have to let you go now. But thank you for joining us and telling us all about the combine. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me on. Always fun. Uh, so that's going to do it for us at the KCOU Unwritten Rule. Thank you, Luke, for uh, filling in today for Jack. Uh, Peyton, any last words? There's a lot of talk in this country about left wing and right wing. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.